Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete and Lisa. You know, it's that time of year again, back to school. Think about your favorite teachers. Give me grammar school, high school, and college. What do you got? What comes to mind as soon as I say favorite teachers? Her eyes are very big right now, folks. I remember I loved Mrs. Dolan, but I don't think she loved me. And Was that grammar uh, school? Second grade. Okay. High school? God, who? I think my choir director was my favorite teacher in high school. He was like no nonsense, Midwestern dude, mustache, kind of treated us like we were in the army. Okay. All right. You appreciated fear and respect. Right. And the discipline. Okay. Yeah. Because we all kicked butt because of it. You know, it Mm -hmm. built like real camaraderie. Yep. Yep. College. I feel like everybody's got a favorite professor in college. No, I hated them all. No, what? Just... Oh, boy. <laughs> College, you got one? You want to think about it? You know, I'm totally blanking. Nobody, I don't I don't have favorite teachers anymore. It's been so long. I know, but you remember certain teachers. Grammar school, fifth oh, grade. I know who my favorite college teacher was. My vocal coach, Sherry Rhodes. Okay. Shout out oh, to Sherry. Sherry, coming at you. Oh, Sherry. Love her. Yes. Grammar school, fifth grade, Joy Miller, volleyball coach, high energy, embrace my need to be outgoing. <laughs> Loved all the kids for who they were. Joy oh. Miller was so good. Our fifth grade teacher loved her. High school. It's interesting how we don't have a favorite teacher. We have a favorite activity. I don't have a favorite teacher. Yeah. I would say my homeroom teacher, Jim Carlson, who I had sophomore year, never had him as a teacher, but homeroom was so much fun. You have 15 minutes to start your day. <laughs> he brought the energy. Pete, of course you loved homeroom. It was just about sitting there and talking. Right. But I did go to a Catholic high school, so there was discipline. Things were buttoned up. But for 15 minutes, he would let us have fun. It was me. It was Jimmy O.B. It was Joe Nora, Todd Nee, and every day, I don't know if you did this at your schools, but we had to collect the missions People had spare change and you would go, you would go no. around the room and ask no. people for spare change and it would go to that's, the missions. I don't know where. Public school stuff. <laughs> Public school kids were not doing that. So here's the deal I cut because I started doing missions and I said, hey, if we win the week from the school, will you give us something? So it like started. A party. It started off where we didn't have to sit down during homeroom announcements or homeroom prayer. And then it went into food and music, and we would win the missions every week, every month, and for the year, we won the entire year out of the entire school. And that's when you learned money gets you everything in this world. (laughs) Kids were asking their parents for money. That's why- Like, it was just a scam, because if you were in a classroom where the kids' parents didn't have any money to spare, you would have lost, no matter how hard you tried. That's where I figured out negotiation. Okay, if we do the missions for the school, I don't really know where they go, but if we win, what do we get? And boom, started working. Mr. Carlson was so a smart So you aren't guy. motivated just by knowing you're doing good for someone else. There had to be something in it for Well, people. everybody wants a little scratch, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. In college, you're going to love this story. I had two professors. My first one was Paul Gulliver. He was a professor. I'm still friends with him to this day. Just saw him last spring. He brought some Bradley students around the studio. It's wonderful. But one of my first professors to call me out was 
Ed Lamoureux. He was my speech teacher, and it was the first speech, and we had to sell something to the class. Oh, no. And after I did my speech, he said, hey, uh, Pete, uh, come and talk to me after class. So I started talking to him, and he said to me, that was the biggest hunk of S I have ever seen. (laughs) I've seen you interact with your friends. I know this is the first speech. What you're going to do is... You're going to write a speech that you're interested in, and then you're going to come back and you're going to present and you're going to get an A because I believe that you can do it. And I came back. I did it on Miller Beer, gave me an A. We're we're still friends. I used to stop by his office all the time for advice because I know he's black and white all the time throughout college. You would just stop by. But the reason that I bring this up, how teachers have to buy things for their classrooms how do you not know this already? I know, but it's ridiculous what they have to buy. Uh, yeah, you think that bulletin board that looks so beautiful, that's decorated, has all the students' names on it, that came out of the teacher's pocket. Most of the building isn't air-conditioned. I need to buy two fans for my room, said Heather Burkmeyer, high school English teacher in Cincinnati, Ohio. Furniture and books, bookcases, yeah. shelves mm-hmm. to put the books. Carts. Kathy uh, Hiller, for organization, carts, technology yeah. and accessories. We do not have iPhone cords, says Mary McClellan. That's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. I don't understand why we underfund our schools so much, but that's just the decision we've made as a public. So here we are. Now, when my son was growing up, there would be room mothers that would say, hey, we need snacks, we need wipes, and parents would chip in. But there are some schools that parents aren't chipping in and the teachers are using their parents own salary chip in. and they don't have anything. My They're not making much. Both teachers. Yes. And my one sister, I swear she must spend like a good chunk of her paycheck every month, making sure her kids have what they need in the classroom. It's insane. Sandra Risk Gill, a preschool teacher in Bowling Green, Kentucky, the district provided a very nice laser printer, but it didn't provide the ink. We were told our classroom budget was $300. The ink was $295. So that's all. You're like, well, we can either print this year or (laughs) Or we can can have have craft supplies supplies. or we could have, you know, pencils and notebooks. To wrap this in a nice little bow, kids are back at school. Pay attention to the teachers. Maybe reach out and say, hey, what do you need? What can I do? Be proactive and reach out. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.